So Anya, you have booked kind of an unusual guest for the podcast today. Please tell me who we're talking to. Well, have you ever read the book, The Tortoise and the Hare? Was, did that, was that a book yeah, that you yeah, read it was. growing up? Yep. Okay, so I we got the real-life version of that in, in today's world, the real-life version of The Tortoise and the Hare. Caitlin and Tiptoe, the right. dynamic duo on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm so excited to talk with her, learn about her relationship with Tiptoe, and learn about his little quirks too. Oh, I can't wait to hear about what Tiptoe eats for lunch. I'm going to get some lunchtime inspiration. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's get this going. <laughs> well, Caitlin, can you first go into who you are and what do you do? And what did you do before Tiptoe became an international superstar? First of all, I love that you say international superstar. That makes it so fun. <laughs> it makes it sound like such a fun, fun time. But I... I am 25 years old. I live in Los Angeles and I make videos of my 175 pound tortoise tiptoe and we have the best time doing it. We've been doing videos since 2020 and prior to that, I was working as a supervisor at a company providing behavior analytics services to children with and adolescents with autism. So a total career shift, but due to the pandemic and just... Being at home kind of had to shift gears a little bit. So I got so lucky that I was able to, you know, create videos of Tiptoe and see people's passion in animals as well. So I I got very lucky with that transition, but it's been so fun. And how, what made you decide to start posting about him? I mean, you, you've had him, from what I understand, your whole life. And then yeah. you... Finally, just started posting about him on social media. So I got tiptoe when I was seven years old for Christmas, and I don't know if it was because I got him when I was so young that he always just seemed like you know part of the family, a total normal thing in our everyday life. Like even when we would have friends come over and they would like walk through the backyard, for me it was always oh like yeah that's tiptoe because he was so normal to us. But anytime somebody else would come, it would be like oh my gosh, like what is that? Is that your pet? So during the pandemic, when I was stuck at home, not working, kind of going through that transition period, I was gone TikTok a lot, scrolling through videos. And I saw so many people making videos about like what they make their kids for lunch or what they are making their husband for work. And I was thinking to myself, like, I don't have a husband. I don't have kids, but I have tiptoe and I've never seen somebody post a video about what they feed their tortoise. So I was like, this is perfect. This is a perfect thing for me to do with my Tuesday. And I gave it a shot and just like tried to follow the way that other people were posting about like the meals they were creating. And then Tiptoe went live. (laughs) I was definitely one of those meal posters. I was like, oh, well, lunch is now an event. It's not this like sad thing that happens in an office. Yeah, exactly. But so hold on. So you said that you got tiptoe when you were seven. How old was yes. tiptoe when you got tiptoe? Tiptoe was a few months old and he was itty, itty, bitty. Oh my goodness, and so a baby. A teeny tiny baby. And Santa did not quite know how big tiptoe would get to be. Santa heard that tiptoe would get to be one foot in length at full full size. But tiptoe 
was actually like one foot in length by the time he was seven when he moved outside. So Santa did his best and <laughs> here oh we are. Goodness. Did did you ask for a tortoise for Christmas? Whose idea was it? That would be mine. I was a very animal-loving kid. My brother grew up having like stick bugs, hamsters, the coolest things like hermit crabs and the most wild things. So naturally I was like, I want to, I want to get a cool animal. And I have a few photos of me when I was like two or three at petting zoos, always with the tortoises. So there must've been something about it, but I knew that turtle tortoise, number one. (laughs) I, I remember being a kid and the people who I knew who had turtles, I don't think anybody had a tortoise, but the people who had turtles were given turtles because they were told that "Mm, you're not responsible enough to take care of a dog or a cat, but the fish might be boring. So we're going to do a turtle, but are turtles actually that easy to take care of? Or is that just like a complete, you know, parent urban legend? I think that there are definitely phases. Like when Tiptoe was a baby, that was challenging to take care of him because you have to have the right humidity. There are so many like specifics But I felt like once you got like those things set up, you're kind of in like a successful routine. So I feel like once you're able to like establish the routine and kind of get the hang of it, there's just so much information out there on the animals and everything that I feel like it can be hard for like a first time pet owner to be like, what, first of all, how big is this animal going to get? What do they actually need? And like, trying to like navigate that whole environment, I feel like is part of the challenging process. But once you're on your routine and you know, like what, what kind of things they're going to do during the day, then I feel like it makes it a lot easier. Like when Tiptoe was little, he used to do this thing every day where he would flip himself. I don't know if he thought it was funny, but when he was like this big, he would go to the side, he'd flip on his back. I would put him right side up and he would go and he would do it again. So like those little things where it's just like, I know you're, I know you're being a silly guy. <laughs> I mean, that's like a dog. That's like when my yeah. dog rolls herself on her back. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it, I guess that's like the most fun part about having a tortoise is that it's so unlike a dog, but so many of like the natural instincts are still so similar, but it's like just such a, such a new, new animal. <laughs> <laughs> And do tortoises, how do they bond with people? And like, do they bond? Because I'm thinking, like they say when you get a puppy, which I did, usually the bonding will happen over the first few months. Like the initial few weeks are tricky. (laughs) They don't know who you are, why you're touching them, why you're talking to them. But gradually over like a few months, you you start to form that connection. How did that happen or did it happen for you in Tiptoe? Tiptoe and I, he has been my compadre the entire time. So I feel like our bond has just grown together throughout everything just because we do so many things together. And we've like had that same routine through his whole life of like walking around the neighborhood and like being super social. So I don't know if if those are things that like help Tiptoe to connect with people, but he is definitely a people person. And I know that I am mom, but I am also the giver of food. So I get some good brownie points there. But uh, growing up, we spent a lot of time, like I would hand feed him and try to like connect with him when he's doing something that he likes. Because 
normally they're like solitary animals. So anywhere that I can find like space for me to connect with him, whether that's on a walk, feeding him, or even I've noticed that if I just kind of sit there, he will come up to me and try to go on my lap or try to just push his body on me. He definitely likes getting scratches too. He will move his butt and shake his butt when you are petting him. So he <laughs> he definitely is a is a social animal that like knows that if he interacts with people, he'll get he'll get some fun fun. So I'm just imagining you walking down your neighborhood in Los Angeles with tiptoe. Is he on a leash? Also, how slow are you walking? Like how? These are good questions. Are you getting 10,000 steps in or is it just a walk around the block? Typically, it's like an hour and a half to go around the block. So we, we go pretty slow for the most part. But every once in a while, if he like picks up a scent or if he like has somewhere that he wants to go, he'll put some hustle on his feet and he'll be going pretty fast. But typically an hour, hour and a half. And then there have been a few times where we have to send my dad to come save us because Tiptoe gets in a mood where he like either doesn't want to walk or he is just like, I'm going this way and there's nothing you can do about it. So we've had to have my dad come down and save us a few times. <laughs> this is amazing. So lovely. It's I, so lovely. You I'm have trying to imagine driving us. by you and looking out my car window. And what am I looking at? Am I, am I seeing you standing next to tiptoe? Is there any kind You're of like walking contraption a, going on? A big boulder of a tortoise. And then typically my mom and I just following behind, trying to maneuver him. And I, I can only imagine what people are thinking when they drive by. Most people will stop and say hi. But we have some people that will just like, they'll slow down their car. They'll kind of look and they'll just be like, what the, what is that? <laughs> or people will like drive around again. They'll go pick their kids up and then they'll bring their kids back so their kids can like experience whatever, whatever's going on. on the and you guys have, and by that time you've only made it a quarter of a block down the yeah, road by the yeah, time they picked them up far. from school. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. He, he definitely, he has his moments. He has his fast days and he has his, his very slow days. <laughs> and as, as far as just your parents go, when they realized how big he was getting after they got him for you as a pet, what, what did your parents think? Were Was there any discussion of, oh, we didn't realize this, we can't keep oh, him? Yeah. Or Well, my mom, bless her soul, is the biggest animal lover as well. So she's always been team Tiptoe. But we had a period of time where Tiptoe started to go through more of these growth spurts and be more of a big boy tortoise. And he decided to like try to break in the side of the house. So on the other, on the outside of the house, all of the drywall is off. He'll like rub his body on it when he wants to like do stuff. So once we started realizing, okay, like this boy's getting big, we take him on walks, we get all of his exercise in. Let's just go see if there are like, let's see what the tortoise sanctuaries are like. Let's see what everything looks like just so we have options. We went to like three or four and my mom and I, we knew that we wanted to keep tiptoe anyways, but easily we were, we were not impressed with the options available at the time. So when we went through that process, that was when tiptoe was still living inside. We had decided, okay, well, tiptoe stay in here. He is going to need a bigger house outside because he would play outside during the day and then come back in at night. 
And then we just decided, you know what? We might as well redo the whole yard, build him a big house, and he's not going. He's not going anywhere. So we <laughs> took a, took a few months to like figure that out, but best decision ever because once he was outside and he was able to like have his own space rather than being in like the big cage that we had for him in here outside, he was just so happy and able to just eat all the fresh produce and everything. <laughs> Well, it's interesting how you were describing, you know, your relationship with him and just how you do everything together and mm-hmm. how he's just basically like your sidekick in life. Oh, and yeah. I mean, my my dog, Ruthie, is definitely like that. And sometimes I feel like she wishes she wasn't where she's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can leave me home. Right. It's okay. Like, I don't need to be with you all the time. Right. But I think, you know, in society, when we think of companions as animals, or animals as companions, they're often furry. They're little furry mm-hmm. creatures. It's not 175-pound tortoises. Right. And I'm curious, in, in your experience, it sounds like you have dogs also in the background. Oh, yes. And how is your relationship to, to to tiptoe different than other animals that you had growing up um, in terms of the companionship? Love this question. So I got my first dog, my first like solo dog when I was in my second year of college because I'm, again, very animal-based person. I love having like something and another animal or something to hang out with, do daily to-dos with. So when I got to college, I got a dog and I've noticed with her, like that's, she's my girl where we're going fast. We're going on walks. We're going on runs. Like we are out and about and doing all that fun stuff. Whereas Tiptoe, I can take him out on a run, but my time with Tiptoe is very, it's very special because I'm forced to literally slow down almost to a stop and just like be so present with him, which is, it's the most fun thing because without having an animal like that, like really within like my day to day, there's no other times where I'm like forced to completely like decompress and just pay attention to one one huge animal so I feel like having tiptoe there is just it's that total opposite of a dog and it helps me just walk slow down and actually like notice everything around me because when I'm walking with a dog we have places to go people to see but when I'm walking with tiptoe oh, I have to make sure that he doesn't try to eat that flower on the floor. Or I have to like be observant of like so many different things. And it's such a nice pause to be able to like watch Tiptoe navigate through his environment because he's so different from a dog. And it's so cute. So cute. I feel like I need my dog, Ruthie, to meet Tiptoe because she oh, yeah. she is sometimes so slow on walks. And it it will take... For us, like 15, 20 minutes to get around a couple blocks sometimes because she like will stop and smell everything. And I I can't, I feel bad because I don't, you know, I feel like she's just taking it in. And I live in New York City, so there's a lot of smells (laughs) to take in. And like today, today even when I took her for a walk, there was a a wall painted with flowers. And it was just funny because she just sniffed the whole perimeter of the wall and it was like she was sniffing flowers, but it was just a wall of flowers right. and painted flowers. But she That's, has definitely taught me to slow down mm-hmm. and not be in such a rush to get everywhere. Because most of the time when I'm taking for a walk, I'm not in the rush to 
get anywhere. I'm just walking her because she needs right. to be walked. Um, so I feel like tiptoe Ruthie, they need to hang out. They can stop and smell everything together. She right. loves to eat. He loves to eat. They could probably chow down together. <laughs> and that's like, that's been one of the most fun things about tiptoe too, is that when we are on walks and people will have their dogs, they'll bring their dogs over to like sniff. And while those the animals are like doing their little thing, it gives like my mom and I an opportunity to talk to another animal parent. And it's such a, it's always such a fun conversation of like, how do you maintain this animal? And like their, their interests are always piqued as to like, if they would be interested in getting an animal like that too, because it does make you stop and smell the roses or talk to more people that have animals and like just make those connections because animals, they do so many amazing things for us that we like don't even realize. I feel like Mm -hmm. all the time. I know I have my dog right here too. Oh, we I love, love you too. What's your dog's name? Grace. <laughs> She's Grace. the other companion. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> I was like, don't forget about me. <laughs> oh my goodness. You mentioned that um, there are flowers that tiptoe kitten eat. I didn't realize yeah. that. I, I used to assume like tortoises could chow down on anything that looked, you know, happy and leafy, but it sounds mm-hmm. like there are, like my dog loves street pizza. We have to keep an eye out for it. So what's the street pizza equivalent for tiptoe? Ooh, let's see. Tiptoe, he loves his roses, hibiscus flowers, dandelions. His favorite are the little yellow, I think they're the little yellow dandelions that will grow like on someone's grass. He goes crazy (laughs) for those clovers. Like if we're walking and he sees a patch of clovers, good luck. Like you are, he is going straight for it. He is going to eat all of it. And is he allowed to? Are clovers okay? Okay. Clovers are good. Anything that's like non-toxic. So when we're taking him on walks, we make sure that he is careful or that we're careful of like what people's grass he's eating because we have to make sure it's like no pesticides. But he does a pretty good job like sniffing out what's where's the safe zone and where's not. Plus, we end up bringing bags of food with us too sometimes on the walks to make sure that if he does find interest in something that he shouldn't be eating that we can divert his attention a little bit to something. <laughs> a little bribe. Yeah. For the, I've seen him like go up to quite a few things that like lemons. We have a bunch of lemons that fall. He knows that those are a no-no for him. And Where, why are those bad for tortoises? The citrus in it, I guess, just doesn't interact with their digestive system well. So I've seen him try to take a bite out of a lemon like once, but since then never again. He'll give it a sniff and he'll keep walking, which is very unusual for him because anything with a color is belly food. Anything. (laughs) And how good is the sense of smell for a tortoise? I looked it up pretty recently and they said it was like fantastic. They said their, their noses are great. Their eyesight isn't incredible, but they have a great sense of smell and then they can hear like sound or they can feel the sound vibrations which is super cool. So very observant animal. <laughs> that is. And as far as, I guess, training one too, mm-hmm. how difficult is it to train a tortoise to be a house, an animal that can be in your home? I would say that, I, I mean, we, 
if they're living in your home, I feel like that would be a little bit trickier. I've seen people that have put like, you know, diapers and stuff on their tortoises if they're completely inside. But as far as like training for tiptoe goes, once we established his routine and like did a few days of like, okay, in the morning we do this, then we go in the pool, then we hang out in the sun, establishing like just those routines, he'll do it independently now. So now in the morning, like he'll wake himself up, he'll meet us in the pool. He like waits for that next thing. So I feel like in terms of training, as long as you're consistent more than, because you're not really able to like praise them or like, you know, that's such a different, I guess, I mean, you can praise them with food, but it's so different from a dog in terms of training because you can't be like, oh, sit and then help him sit, you know? So for tiptoe, it's more so just the motivation aspect of it because I can't make him do anything, but I can try to like move that train along to, to find the, the, the route home. <laughs> so food. Food is a number. It's a big one. I mean, it's a big Huge. one for for me as well. And this is such a nice segue because I wanted to ask you. I mean, I, so I kind of know. I know what the answer is. But for folks listening to the podcast who you know don't follow Tiptoe on social, you know, this is their first time learning about Tiptoe. What happened after you first started posting videos of Tiptoe on social media, specifically the video of Tiptoe's epic lunch plate? Because that video was a game changer, right? Yes. That video, I posted it. And within like an hour, it was up at like a million views. It was so quick, so fast, and just so cool, but so fast. That first week that we had posted stuff, it was just like boom, boom, boom. And what, what, what's happening in that video for someone who hasn't seen it? Like walk us oh, through yeah. it. So in that video, I decided to take out everything that I feed tiptoe in a day. I think I had like a cucumber, bell pepper, and some lettuce. And I went through the process of me like washing it, cutting it. And then um, I placed it around the backyard and just showed what he looks like when he's eating his food and what that whole process is. Because even watching him eat, there's so many different ways that he'll eat. Like he will push himself up on like all of his weight on his arms when there's something that's like really good. Or if it's something that he's like semi-interested in, he'll like stay lower on the floor. So once I posted that video, people just, they wanted more tips out, wanted to know like, what can they eat? Like what, what the heck else goes into that? And how how did that feel, I guess, in terms of just seeing it go viral in that capacity? I, it, it doesn't sound like you were posting it with the intention of it going viral. It was just like a good, fun video. And then what do you do in that moment when you see people responding so positively? I him? was very surprised because I had made the video just like for my friends to send out as like a haha, like look, I, we could do it too. Like I could try to that, do that. And it was just, it was so cool to see one, how many other people had tortoises or people that like knew someone that had them or were just so interested. That feeling was so cool because for me, tiptoe has always been so normal and like nobody really like, I don't talk about him that much because he's such a part of my daily routine. So being able to see people like so interested in my little baby was so cool. It was so fun. It made me very motivated to share 
anything that I could about him because so many people had such great questions too that I like wouldn't have even thought of. I was like, that's a, that would be so cool to talk to other people about that as well. And is there, so when, you know, you and Tiptoe got on social, was there already an existing tortoise community on social media or were you guys sort of like, you know, trailblazers in that respect? I, I had seen my one other friend, his name is the tortoise whisperer. I had seen a few of his videos once I started posting, but I hadn't seen anything else. But once I started posting the tiptoe, I feel like I hit the algorithm a little bit more and I was able to like see so many cool things. Like I found Ethel the Glamour, Glamour Tort. I don't know if you guys have looked at her, but her owners, they dress up with her together and they wear matching outfits. And like, I didn't know that that, like, I had no idea that there was a tortoise community of people who are, like, so funny and so in love with their animals. But that was so cool because now there's so many people to talk about tiptoe with. (laughs) So many people who have so many similar experiences and that can, like, just help in terms of, like, learning best practices for taking care of tiptoe. And it helps for me to find more information that I can, like, share with other people regarding just the specifics of the tortoise care. Yeah, we've talked about this with other people that we've interviewed as far as, you know, particularly people who who have dogs, for instance, who are specific breeds. Mm -hmm. Um, The importance of using the platform that they have to educate people on what it actually means to take care of that certain breed or animal. Have you gotten... I'm sure you have, but have people emailed you and said, oh, I got a tortoise because I was inspired by Tiptoe. And how do you feel in terms of your responsibility, in terms of educating people on what it actually means to be a tortoise owner? I definitely, I'm always so excited to answer those questions, but it definitely, it's it's so like heart-wrenching sometimes when I get some questions of just like, Questions where it's like, oh, you, I wish you would have looked that up. Like, I wish you would have looked that up before or stuff like that. Um, I definitely, it's, sorry, trying to find my right words. <laughs> I definitely have found a lot of joy in being able to provide help for people who are getting animals, especially because so many people get them without knowing. And that was definitely the position that I was in when I got tiptoe. We were kind of learning as we were going. So being able to, kind of show what I'm doing in the process of it and help people as they get them now has been so wonderful, but definitely makes me want to just continue to educate people because as I've been learning more about tortoises and I've been like more within the tortoise community, I've also learned that they're the number one most abandoned animal, Sokata tortoises, which is like, what the heck? They're so cute and wonderful, but they need a lot of space. And they need, there's a lot of specifics that like kind of have to at least be talked about prior to getting an animal of that size. So makes me excited to be able to help to continue to educate people on animals like tiptoe that just require more specific care. And that like when you are purchasing an animal, you got to kind of try to do as much research as you can without like totally overwhelming yourself. So I feel like being able to show little glimpses of what the care process looks like is like a such a fun way to 
like open up that conversation for people of like, should I actually get the tortoise? Or like, maybe is it like a hamster better for now or vice versa? (laughs) And they don't really have, like, I'm just thinking of what the equivalent was when I was a kid, when I wanted a dog, like Mm -hmm. they had chia pets, right? Like that was, (laughs) (laughs) you water the chia chia pet, (laughs) you're able to get a dog. (laughs) Exactly. Oh yeah. I don't know what the equivalent is is for a tortoise. (laughs) <laughs> in 10 dogs. If you can keep those alive, you can get it. <laughs> but I mean, you you started posting about tiptoe during COVID and I mean, you mm-hmm. you brought so much so much joy to so many people. What uh, does that feel like knowing that millions of people have just been put a smile on their face after watching a tiptoe video? That is the coolest feeling ever because that's like that's so the vibe of what everything, like, that's just the vibe of what Tiptoe and I are all about is just showing those little teeny tiny things that we do throughout the day that are brings so much joy. And being able to like know that Tiptoe brings that to people is so special, especially during COVID when so many people are just in their house. You know, they're all kind of like Tiptoe too, just like in your shell. So having Tiptoe be able to like, bring some more light to people and do his daily dues, which are for me, at least they're like the self-care things that I should be following tiptoe steps too. So being able to like have tiptoe be that, you know, fun presence for adults and kids has just been so cool. There's nothing better than like the little videos of the kids opening their tiptoe card and like, you know, playing with their tiptoe toys and stuff. And it's just, it's the coolest thing ever. It's so awesome. That is really cool. Oh, it is. And I mean, you know, it's clear that your life has changed since Tiptoe entered it and then changed again, you know, since Tiptoe became a um, in, uh, social media star. Oh, yeah. Apart from your, you know, your 10,000 step walk routine, you know, how has your life changed? Like how have, how has your, you know, your audience, this community and tiptoe over the last couple of years, how has, you know, your, your world changed and what is it like now? I, one of my favorite questions too. So prior to making videos like solely of tiptoe, I would consider my pace of life and my lifestyle very much so that of the, the hair. I'm a very go, go, go individual, very, I like to accomplish things and I like to push myself a lot. I like got my master's when I was 22, went straight into like working and, you know, myself, like I almost needed tiptoe to kind of like, it was such a, I shouldn't see this as the words too, but (laughs) when I had that gap of time, that like six month period where I was um, waiting to take my exam to be a board certified behavior analyst. During that time, because of COVID, all the testing things were shut. I couldn't be my normal hair self. I couldn't be doing the go, go, go. And that was such a like, like such a new reality to me that I feel like once I, you know, actually took the tiptoe advice and like slowed down and was able to like be okay with not go, go, go. I was able to like reconnect with what's really like important to me 
which is the slow and steady aspect of things rather than that like feeling that I get from going so fast and doing so many things. Such an amazing feeling too. But during that COVID transition and like growth period, I feel like I've learned so much about like the little things being the most important and just like not everything needs to be the go, go, go. There's so much like beauty and so much joy found in taking an hour long walk around the block, like taking the time to do those things. So tiptoe for me has been just could not be more meant to be that he's been here my entire life. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because Julie and I joke a lot about, you know, we've, we've started this podcast for influencers. It's other things that we're doing around for influencers as well. And we're both in our thirties and we're like, you know, when, when we were kids, we did not imagine that this was the career path that we were going to be taking as far as, you know, talking about animals nonstop and, and specifically around people who have built these huge communities online uh, around their animals. Um, And it it sounds like he's just had an amazing impact on your life. But, you know, the interesting thing too about your pet is, you know, unlike other online animal influencers or furfluencers, their dogs, cats, and there's more of a, their longevity isn't as Mm -hmm. long as, as, as far as uh, tiptoes is. And what is that like in in terms of thinking about, you know, he's going to be around for the rest of your life, which is not something that the common person has with their animal. It's such a trip. That's like what my my mom and I joke about all the time, that tiptoe has mileage on him. Like he is little, which is such like a crazy concept too, because my kids are going to end up having him. Like he will be with me forever. And I think about that sometimes when I look at like other influencers, like one, um, we follow Doug the pug, love Doug the pug. And I like, I'll think about that every once in a while. I'm like, dang, like tiptoes in it for the long haul. Like (laughs) he is a baby, which is so cool to think about too, because he's gonna like, he will develop so much more over the next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years too. So I'm just so excited to see like what, what comes of that. It'll be like when a when a you know parents start a business and they pass on the business to their children yeah. to take over the empire. You're gonna have children right. taking over Tiptoe's empire and creating new content around him. Right. <laughs> Literally, we'll have a uh, we'll have Tiptoe in the metaverse. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he'll be there. He'll be like everywhere. Well, we we have some questions that we ask every Furfluencer guest. And then I have some special questions that my niece wrote out who is, she oh, loves that. amphibians. She loves reptiles. She um, just got a snake that I, I just got off the phone with my sister and they're taking, going over to their neighbors where she's going to show off her new pet snake. I don't know what kind of snake it is. So she was very excited when she learned that, uh, I was speaking with you, so she wrote some, down some special questions, but we'll get into our, our questions first. Um, the, the first question we have is, if you could say one thing to tiptoe and you knew he'd understand what you were saying, what would you like him to know? Oh, the first thing that popped in my head was, I love you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Just need him to know that, that I'm right here. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a good one. That is, yeah. I feel like that's a very common thing that pet very owners would really there. want their yeah. animals to know. And then Julia, do you want to do the next one? Yeah, sorry. Little uh, mic issue there. Um, this is a little strange, but if Tiptoe, <laughs> if Tiptoe had a human voice, what yeah. do you imagine he would sound like? And could you possibly give us a little uh, uh, example yes. of what Tiptoe would sound like? <laughs> yeah, and I thought about this too because I wanted people to like to do voiceovers because I was like, what would be the perfect voice? I think that he would. Hmm. I feel like he would have like a a very like business esque voice. Like he'd very be very classy gentleman. So like. Hello, my name is Tiptoe. Something like maybe a little British in there, like a very like, like he's posh, but like he's chill. Like he's like the medium. He'll go out, he'll have a good time, but like he's got a little accent in there. Like he, he's a, he's a good boy. <laughs> English accent, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and we, ha- we have one more. If Tiptoe could commit a crime and get away with it, what crime would he commit? He's, he's stealing all the fruit. Bye-bye, <laughs> fruit of the market. It is sayonara. He's getting all of it. He's heading out of Dodge. <laughs> he's going to have a wanted sign up at Whole Foods oh, yeah, across exactly. all of LA. <laughs> I guarantee if I were to like let him loose in a grocery store, oh my gosh. Goodbye groceries. <laughs> I feel like you should do that. That would be great. I, feel like I fully be, support this decision. Right? <laughs> Bring out of the farmer's market, get some Isle Natural. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, well, I'm going to get into the questions for my niece. There's about, I think, four or, or five. So she wants to know if a tortoise can pee in the water. Good question. Yes, they can. And Tiptoe tends to do that almost every time he's in the pool. He pees and poops. Loves right. to. Makes it, he makes it his fun pool. Oh, yeah. I feel like my niece did that at one point, too. Before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she got exactly. body trained. <laughs> so tortoises and babies have a lot in common. Oh, yeah. uh, if Now, this is a little complicated. If a tortoise were to get eaten, uh-huh. could they live in the stomach of the other animal? Mm-hmm. And when they got pooped out, would they still be alive because of their shell? Fantastic question. I think that... <laughs> It would have to be a huge animal because they would have to like they would have to swallow it whole. Um, maybe the shell. I, I think the shell would probably make it out whole. I don't know about like him, but his shell is like solid, so the shell might make it out. <laughs> that's, um, a, that's a good one. Can a tortoise eat McDonald's? No, unfortunately, no. But he could eat the apple slices if you got a kid's meal. He could eat the apple slices, but he doesn't eat any like protein or breads or anything. He is fruits, vegetables, grass, and hay. I mean, I feel like he fits very well into LA, into like the whole vegan oh, yeah. culture there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's like king of LA. You know, get, get him his avocado toast and, you know, a nice pineapple daiquiri and he is set. <laughs> and then the last one, how would torta- how would Tiptoe react if he were suddenly fast. Ooh, oh my God. He would be so stoked. He would be so happy. He'd be zipping down the street. He would be like flying to people's houses to get food. He would be so happy. <laughs> Woke up with extra speed. 
I love it. Well, those, that, that wraps up the question por- portion from Anna Mika. Thank you, Anna, for submitting those. Um, yes, you were so good. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. It was so much fun. I love learning about Tiptoe and your special relationship. And I can't wait to see uh, what he eats next. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was so nice to meet you guys. This was so much fun. I love being able to talk animal stuff with people. It's the best. It, well, it comes we through. Agree. Like you just, you just sounded so, I don't know, your excitement is contagious. And it's oh, just like good. clear how much you love you love him, but also you love what you're doing with him. I think sometimes, you know, every now and then we'll chat with someone and you can tell like they, they love their pet, but I think just like mm-hmm. the stress of becoming an internet famous animal, like you can see it's oh, starting yeah. to, starting to wear them down a right. little bit. And I feel like, yeah, as you said, you're the hair and you're just going to keep going. And that, that totally yeah, comes Yeah, we're with that good balance of he's the force stop and I'm like, we get teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The tortoise Caitlin. and the hair. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, this was great. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right. <laughs> Your niece is amazing. I I mean, the last question I think was my favorite because it's so- If he was suddenly fast. Yeah, if he was suddenly fast. I mean, because it's so simple, but it's also not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, like, it's something, though, You, I guess, you know, if you're walking, I mean, his speed is normal for him, right? So, like, that's what he knows. But, you know, it would be the same for me. Like, I'm 5'2". Suddenly, I just woke up and I was 5'10". I think I would, I'd be ecstatic, but I also wouldn't know what to do with it. It would be (laughs) a little probably overwhelming. (laughs) So, imagine if a tortoise suddenly was, had sonic speed, it could be a little weird at first, but I feel like they would probably embrace it. Well, it also made, and I, I wish I had asked her this, maybe a, a follow-up conversation, but a tortoise seems like such a great pet for somebody with, you know, maybe mobility issues, or I even think about my grandma, you know, she used to have cats and, you know, slowing down a little bit, but this is a pet that you can be outside with and it would obviously mm-hmm. t- requires care. So there's something to, you know, focus on with it every day. And, I feel like we should start recommending these to our senior citizens. Like a tortoise rescue. Tortoises. Yeah, tortoises that get matched with seniors. Like old, old tortoises with old seniors. This is my new business idea. Nonprofit <laughs> idea. <laughs> Correction. We're going to start like a website, like, like a matchmaking service for old people and tortoises. Yes, I think that'd be perfect. I like it. I like it. I'll I'll help you. Listen, if you want to profit off it, I'm not going to judge you, okay? <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> we, live, we live in New York. It's expensive, okay, guys? Don't judge us. Don't judge us. <laughs> oh, but, the, you know, I, I think what is really interesting, though, is that, you know, with most of the people that we've interviewed so far, I don't, we haven't interviewed any reptiles yet. And... One, it's an anomaly and I feel like the fur fluence world and they don't even have fur. So it's, you know, we, maybe we got to come up with a new name for the non-furry fur fluencers. But um, how long they live, like the fact I that know. her children oh one day are going to be able to build a bond with an animal that she had a bond with as a child. Like, that is not a very common thing at all when you think about growing up with animals. 
Not at all. I mean, I hadn't thought of that. I was like, oh, that's incredible. He's going to be around for so long. And to see how his personality continues to change and evolve over time. And as he gets older too, will just be so interesting for them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, my niece with her animals, she just got, um, oh my gosh, I forget the name. It's a dragon lord as well. She's getting a dragon lord. Um, it's like an iguana. And I think those live a really long God. time too. <laughs> so my niece and I are very different. We're very different. Um, but I, I actually think there is something that's really special about being able to look at an animal that isn't, that's atypical in terms of what we've been conditioned to love and to think of as a companion and to find that companionship with an animal that other people might find a little weird or not very comforting. And I think that shows something very special about that person that they're able to look at that animal in a different way than society typically looks at them. Or views totally. Them. And then seeing that connection helps you know, the rest of us understand how important these animals are and that you know, we should you know, be more, like literally when we see a tortoise crossing the road now, you're in your car, like, yeah, maybe you stop and figure out what the safe way is to move it. A lot of people wouldn't have thought about, you know, maybe that before, not cared. But now I'm well, like, maybe oh, we of just course, start watch caring out for watermelon. Them. Start caring watermelon. I should do that veggies. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I could use some tiptoe lunches. Just in case, you never know. You never know when you're going to run into a tortoise and you need to help them and you need to be able to bribe them with some fruit, with some fruit. Yeah. Oh, but she, she was wonderful. And it's just, it's cool to, you know, see that she's been able to make a pivot in her life as well, as far as career wise. I mean, now that this is like her full-time thing as far as making and creating content around tiptoe and, as we mentioned, this is, you know, not, I, I don't think anybody thinks of that as something that's going to be their career at, in their lifetime. Maybe more so now that people realize that it can be a thing. Um, but I love seeing stories like that too, where now she can just like hang out with her tortoise all day and also with her dog, Grace, and make content and continue to build that bond uh, with them. In, in a way that she wouldn't be able to if she were having to go to an office every day. Oh, absolutely. That's really well put. So, yeah, I feel like we need to just send her a gift card, though, to Whole Foods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel. The salad bar. Unlimited salad bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as always, to our... Listeners, thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Leave a nice comment. It helps us. You can also support us on Patreon. And if you have a special guest that you think we should be speaking with, uh, please let us know. And lastly, we just launched a monthly newsletter. So go to our website, subscribe to our newsletter, and you can get little updates that you typically wouldn't find on our social channels. We promise we won't spam you. It's only good and fun stuff. Adios. <laughs>